Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're doing a very special episode because we have over a million downloads. Therefore, we are doing the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire scandal. Put your socks on and tighten up those sneakers because we're going on a run. Here's what you need to know. With over 10 million viewers, the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was one of the highest-rated series in the UK. On September 8, 2001, Major Charles Ingram is chosen after winning the fastest finger round to go up to the hot seat. Charles, a former British Army major from Hampshire, was at the studio with his wife of almost 15 years, Diana. She cheered him on as he began answering his first round of questions. Charles seemed excited to have been picked. 
But by the sixth question and the 2,000-pound mark, he'd already used his Ask the Audience lifeline. By the time he gets up to the 4,000-pound round, he's already used two out of three lifelines. That's when host Chris Tarrant announces the end of the episode. With eight more questions to go and only one lifeline left, the production team doesn't think he'll get much further. But on September 9th, 2001, Charles returns with what seems to be renewed spirits. After significant back and forth during his questions, he practically guesses his way to the final round and wins the million-pound prize. This makes him the third person to ever win in the game show's history. What a lucky guy, right? The couple's glory was short-lived. Within hours, they were accused of cheating. It turns out that Charles Ingram, a.k.a. the coughing major, and his wife Diana had figured out a scam, and it involved a plant and a cough. Tequin Wittick was also a contestant vying for the hot seat in the episode. He was a college lecturer, and it so happens that Diana, who had also previously been a contestant on the show, knew him from the game show circuit. Together, they created a system where Charles would read the four possible answers and Wittick would cough after he said the correct one. After hearing the cough, Charles would then choose his final answer. Who had had a hit UK album with Born to Do It, released in 2000? Coldplay, Top Loader, A1, Craig David. honestly know for sure um, take your time have a look at it um, you can obviously walk away with 16,000 because you would lose 15 if you gave me a wrong answer yeah. I think I think I think it's A1 you got a 50-50 and Craig David I, I just can't I don't think I've, I've never heard of Craig David to be honest it's quite well <laughs> it's that simple um um so I think I'll, um, sadly, I'll have to take 50-50. Yeah. Sadly, that's what they're for. Yeah, right. Computer, take away two wrong answers. Leave Charles the right answer and one other wrong answer. I think it's A1. I've just never heard of Craig David, so... It's up to you. I can't help you, Charles. It's your lifeline gone, but... <laughs> It's worth £32,000. A big old drop if you get it wrong, you lose 15. Who had a hit UK album with Born to Do It, released in 2000? A1 and Craig David. I think I'll go for A1. A1, A1 or Craig David. (coughs) I'm going to go for A1. Final answer. No. <laughs> Are we on the Sorry. main strategy or the sub strategy? Oh, I've rather lost the plot here of your, yeah. of your well, campaign. Slight, slight detour at the moment. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of money to lose. I mean, I'm 80% of the time I'm wrong when I guess, so. No, I'll go Craig David. <laughs> yeah. Final answer. I'm going to guess Craig David. Final answer. Final answer. We'll take a break. Join us again oh, in the, the second part of tonight. Who wants to be a millionaire? Don't go away. Oh, God.
after getting caught, the million-pound payout was suspended, and following a four-week trial, Diana Ingram, Tequin Wittick, and Major Charles Ingram were convicted of procuring the execution of a valuable security by deception, which is a legal way of saying deception. The Ingrams are sentenced to 18 months, and Wittick was sentenced to 12 months, but none of them actually served jail time. They were also fined £115,000, including legal fees. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. Previously to Charles's appearance, Diana Ingram and her brother Adrian Pollock had been contestants on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Both siblings had each won £32,000. Prior to going on the game show, Charles constructed a fast finger machine and practiced for 20 minutes a day at home. During the trial, a sound analyst affirmed that 192 coughs were heard during the filming, 19 of them being considered, quote, significant coughs. The scandal was dubbed the most British crime of all time. Joining us today, we have producer Amanda. Uh, happy to be here. And fact checker Chris Smith. I'm happy to be here too, and that's my final answer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys, we have a lot of people to put up on this board. Now, oh, yeah. Amanda, why don't you tell us your background uh, on this topic? Well, I won a million dollars. Well, I'm worth a million dollars. Wait, you uh, won a no. million dollars? No, I wish. I'd actually be, I'm horrible at trivia. Um, although I think I would be better at trivia now that we've been doing this podcast. Oh, potentially. Yeah. Uh, no, but my only connection to this is that I watched the show Quiz, which is um, a fictional version of this story. And I, I believe it's a new British television miniseries. It's three episodes and it's amazing. So I think I, I'm sure there's some slight differences. I'm sure they took some uh, license in telling the story, but I have a kind of a good understanding of how this played out. So excited to blame someone. Cool. Um, yeah, I watched some of the footage of the actual uh, episode and to me, it's so obvious that this guy, someone is coughing during these answers. It's when you watch it, it's, I guess, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's, duh. <laughs> yeah. And now it kind of makes me think about anytime I hear somebody cough, like, am I being, am I being robbed right now? <laughs> well, just, now it's it's really scary when someone coughs because of for other reasons, cor- coronavirus. Right. Yeah, uh, you know what's interesting about the coughing video, and I don't know which one you watched, but when the evidence was presented in court, because there were so many coughs happening in the audience, the coughs were isolated and brought up volume wise, the ones that they believed to be the cheating coughs. So it's possible in the video that you're watching, the coughs have actually been doctored. Oh, well, that's sneaky. Yeah. Because they are so loud when you go online. Yeah. I think they probably, it's probably the version where those coughs have been isolated and brought up, you know, because otherwise I don't know that you would necessarily be able to pick them up. Huh. Can I ask a, just a primer, a moose bouche question to you guys? Do you think 
cheating is objectively bad? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I do. Uh, I I do. I mean, I think it's poor sportsmanship. And I think uh, if you're talking morally bad, I think there's a sliding scale of when cheating is more bad and less bad. Um, so yeah, and definitely in, in this situation, it's kind of on the cusp because it, it's not like you're endangering anyone. I mean, they were cheating at a game show, which seems kind of frivolous anyway. And I felt the same way when you're the docuseries about the McDonald's scandal right? that yeah. I just watched. It's kind of, it's, it's not the worst cheating, but you're still, by you cheating and you winning that million dollars, you're taking that away from someone else who is playing by the rules yeah and also in the the black Sox scandal it, it was you know the same kind of cheating they're they're uh they're using things to their advantage i don't know i i just think for me I, at the end of the day it's all about getting a good night's rest and <laughs> if i can't sleep at night yeah. i just don't think it's worth it yeah, I, I agree. I agree with both of you. I think you're making some really good points. I just think sometimes it it depends on the scenario, and sometimes if the cheating is good enough and it does it go it doesn't go caught it doesn't get caught you don't get caught cheating, then um, I don't know. It was it was isn't it part of the creator of the game to prevent the cheating? And if you outsmart, outsmart the creators of whoever set up the rules, like, I don't know, there's something to that. If you're clever enough to do it, then okay, well, you, you, you beat the system. And I, yeah. I think that there's like a, uh, I wouldn't give them the big clap uh, per se, but um, you give them a little, a little hat tip. Yeah, but hat. I take that point. I, I understand where you're getting at. But I also think it's like you signed up to play a game, just play the actual game. Why, you know, why are you trying to find a way around it? Just play the game. Well, I don't get it. <laughs> I get it. But like in this instance in particular, it made me think like, well, who's who wants to be a millionaire? Like they're they're just trying to make a buck, too. They're trying to sell ad time. And, you know, who, who are they and why should we adhere to their rules? Like they're putting a million dollars on the line. If you can figure out a way to get that million dollars, like, good on you. And, like, who cares about who wants to be a millionaire? Like, whatever. It was their bad idea to have this stupid game where you can kind of cheat at in the first place. Uh, yeah, we get also, it. So the Ingrams were, like, obsessed with it. So, and I think more Diana than Charles, right? So she and her family were, like, quiz obsessed, like, trivia. They did the whole game show circuit. And so for them, I think that they were... Um, they were already scamming the system. And they, by the way, weren't the only people doing this. There was like a whole society of people who were swapping tips on how to sort of mm. uh, scam the how to be a millionaire system to get chosen. Um, and this was something they, they covered in the in the TV show. But so you think if you're such a fan of the show, why would you want to cheat the show and kind of ruin it for everyone? But at the same time, I think their version of fandom was figuring out a way to sort of gain the system well why don't we segue right into putting charles ingram up on the board i mean i (laughs) wow you don't think he should go up on the board amanda well i will say he is portrayed in the tv show as kind of a dope yeah 
and you end up feeling kind of bad for him, obviously he's just as culpable as the other parties involved because he was, you know, he participated, but you do feel like he's doing it in a way as is portrayed in the movie to sort of um, do something for his wife. (laughs) I think, I feel like you just love the actor who played Charles Ingram. I really do. (laughs) What is his name, actually? He's the guy, he plays the husband in Succession, right? Is it Matthew McFadden? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. So, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, we need to put him up on the board, I think, for two reasons. One, because he cheated, and two, because he was pretty bad at it. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's a huge part, I think, because if you cheat and you're good at it, you don't get caught, and therefore you don't cheat, right? Oh, this is bumming me out, you guys. Why? Are you saying, like, if a tree falls and no one hears it, it, it didn't fall? Yeah, it's just, I, I, I gotta, I, I root for the, you know, underdog. And I don't like good cheaters getting away with this. I mean, he clearly didn't get away with it. I don't like bad cheaters not getting away with it and good cheaters getting away with it. I don't like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little background on Charles Ingram. According to millionairefandom.com, Charles William Ingram was born in uh, 1963, and in 1986, Ingram trained for the British Army at Sandhurst and was commissioned as an officer in the Royal Engineers. He was promoted to the rank of captain in 1990 and major in 1995. In 1998, Ingram was sent to Banja Luka in Bosnia for six months and uh, on the United Nations keep peacekeeping duties. At the time of his game show appearance, he had been in the army for 17 years. He met his wife Diana while he was training, while she was training to be a teacher, and the pair married in 1989. They have three children together. Charles had first appeared on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on January 27, 2001, but didn't make it to the hot seat. So he was doing the fast finger. He and Diana also appeared on Millionaire Couples on March 24, 2001, but he, but they didn't make it into the hot seat either. Then on September 9th, when he actually did make it, or on the 8th, having practiced with fastest finger first button of his own invention, Charles quickly managed to get in the chair, uh, get in the million millionaire chair. And he said that the plan was to get a million between them. So they, ha- they apparently were, like you said, reaching for the stars. Right, Amanda? Yeah. They were. They were. And and this is so interesting because I had seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but I hadn't watched it in a while. And so I forgot that there's this pool of contestants. And in order to qualify to be the main contestant, you have to do a speed round. And so this little machine that they invented is so crazy. Now, in the, um, in the miniseries, The Brother... Um, had invented this machine. Are you? Is the brother on your radar at all? No, but okay. But put him on. Okay, so according to the miniseries, Charles and Diana. Diana has a brother who is also obsessed with. Um, um, what's the show called? <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> well, and he's and the he, one. He also wins thirty-two thousand, right? He does. That's correct. And so okay. he in the show, and I don't know where the truth lies, but he creates this machine because he's obsessed with it. And then they all sort of pass around this machine, and they all three of them use it to train. And that's why they all three make it in 
to the hot seat. So I think, obviously, you're totally right. Charles needs to go on the board. And so does Diana. And I think the brother does, too. Let me look up his name. I'm going to look. I'll look up. Oh, thank you, Oh, I you, have Chris. his name. Oh, you his do? His name is Adrian Pollock. Yeah. So Adrian, put Adrian Pollock up on the board. And let's also put Diana. Here's a little background on her. Uh, or... or Let's just talk about her and her involvement. Throughout the recording, Diana was on camera, uh, had a camera on her at all times. While Charles was guessing his answers, she was caught a significant amount of times looking in the direction of the Fast Finger contestants section where Tech One was sitting. MillionaireFandom.com says Charles and Tech One were unsure of the answer. Okay, so they're referring to the question, uh, who had a hit UK album with Born to, Do- Born to Do It released in 2000? And this was the 10th out of 15 questions. It was for the $32,000. And the, uh, the options were Coldplay, Top Loader, A1, or Craig David. And uh, he, Charles off the bat admits that he has no idea first who Craig David is or who has uh, this album, who had this hit. And he goes on to do the 50-50. So he, they're doing their plan and they're try- he's trying to wait for this cough, but no coughs are coming. Knowing that her uh, every move was being recorded, Diana Ingram, who is in the audience, took a huge gamble and coughed when Charles was musing over Craig David, oh, hitting that that was uh, hinting that that was the correct answer. After believing for a long time that it was A1, Charles changes his mind and goes on to pig Craig David. Like, it's really unbelievable when you watch the footage. She is literally on camera coughing while he's saying Craig David. And then he, he after like what feels like a, an eternity of saying, I think it's going to be A1, I think it's A1, he just goes, you know what? I, uh, my 80% of my guesses are always wrong. So I'm going to go with Craig David. Yeah. And so he, his sort of defense was, well, I was trying to put on a good show for the audience and make it interesting. But really, he was playing the game so erratically that they sniffed it out that he was cheating, I think, pretty fast because it's just, there was so much money on the line. He was so willy nilly with his gameplay that it was so obvious. And if he had just sort of played it cool and read all the answers out loud and held his cards a little closer to his chest, I think he really would have gotten away with it. Although Diana's coughing was really fake, too. Oh, my God. It was so fake. She just goes, (laughs) 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 it was terrible. This was another thing I found, though. Uh, According to this Vice article, it's alleged that after the scandal, the Ingrams were in excess of 50,000 pounds worth of debt. So despite the blustery veneer, the clip accent and the military facade the major was masking a thinly veiled desperation uh speculation is that the major was supposed to stop earlier he wasn't supposed to go all the way to the million he he had uh had he stopped at sixty four thousand pounds and many uh have observed that this about the case he would have cleared the ingram family debt and most likely have gotten away with it so why didn't he stop greed why did he stop? <laughs> I think 
I think we got to put greed up on the board because yeah, he could have just have covered to. the debt and had a little extra if he had 50,000 pounds in debt and he won 64,000 he could have taken a nice trip yeah or on or top of paying the credit cards you could have just played the game honestly and tried to pay your debt off like most people do by <laughs> i don't know legally do earning money pay off debt <laughs> And also, yeah. like, it's wrapped up in, like, fandom and obsession in a way because they were just, like, totally obsessed with the show. So do we want to put uh, obsession, like, fandom and greed as two de- separate things? Yeah, I think so, too, because it's kind of almost reminds me of the Selena episode where her um, assistant was so sort of obsessed with her that she like murdered her in the same way where these two were so obsessed with how to be a millionaire that they just like messed it all up. (laughs) That's really, really good. (laughs) I like that too. Okay, so why don't we talk about Tequen Wittick right now? Yes. Um, He's the guy who is the plant, essentially. So Tequin was waiting to play himself in the fastest finger first seats. Now, according to uh, independent, the independent behind the scenes, producers had started to question Wittick's behavior. They had twigged that the waiting contestant who was later named as the Ingram's accomplice uh, uh, accomplice would cough whenever Charles read out the correct answer and appeared to blow his nose when he was about to choose the wrong answer. (laughs) Um, And then Sky News goes on to say that Phil Davies, the senior floor manager of the show at the time, said... I don't know. Apart from the fact that he was a college lecturer, he was obviously a a clever man. Maybe he just had a lucky run, but I think that Diana was doing a bit of coughing as well. All I can say is that the only times that Wittek coughed were when the major was trying to answer the questions and at no other point, like no other point. And then he goes on to say that he said during that the trial that it was very dusty in the studio, but I'm sorry, you could have eaten your dinner off of the set. So he gets a little uh, defensive. Defensive about the cleanliness. <laughs> and he goes, it's, it was immaculate, absolutely immaculate. And he didn't eat, have this cough at rehearsals either. It only appeared on the night. In court, I said the thing that was really odd is that he made no attempt to stifle it. <laughs> Normally, any co- anyone coughs, any coughs were natural, embarrassed. Normally. Anyone who coughs is naturally embarrassed and with an attempt to stifle uh, that cough because we were filming. This was an artificial cough, but uh, we had to keep going because there was no proof. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's interesting to me about this guy, too, it's curious. It's like, why, if he's so smart, why didn't he win it himself? Well, the guy, Charles, got the answering quicker. I mean, Charles was just quicker on the gun, on the trigger for that. I see. For the speed round, right? That, so Charles got in the hot seat, and they were all, I bet you Diana and Tequan, who maybe there's something going on between those two, by the way. That would be interesting. <laughs> well, that, in was it, that was insinuated in court because they had record of her calling him in between the two um, filming. So, you know, you remember Charles at first um, doesn't do very well, and then the next day he comes back, and now there's this coughing scheme in place. But I don't think they ever said exactly what was in it for Tequan. Right. It's not like he was like, I'll get 10,000 pounds or something or 100,000 pounds. Except for the fact that all of these super fans were in essentially a club. And now the Ingrams weren't technically a part of this group, um, which in real life is called the Consortium. But it was basically a society of super fans who would help each other a, get on the show, and then I don't think that they were able to cheat once they were picked to be on the show, but they, they would help you, um, like they would be your phone-a-friend, and so when you would phone a friend, it would be a member of the consortium, and they're there with a team of people who all Whoa. had their encyclopedias, and so there were these like big societies that the Ingrams, I think, were per, um, you know in some way connected to, so... And they all kind of were helping each other. So maybe we could actually put the consortium and their leader, whose name was Patty Spooner. Yeah, I love that. Put them on the board because to me, it's not like they're exactly to blame, but what they stand for, this sort of entitlement. That that really reminds me of the uh, the Monopoly, uh, what is it called? McMillian? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, you know, people have been cheating for all of history. And uh, that's why we're doing this episode to hopefully stop it. Yeah. Cheating for, stop cheating forever. <laughs> that's what Rebecca <laughs> wants. <laughs> um, okay. So why don't, like, there's also this other uh, thought. What, was it, is it possible that it was a mistake? Like, they're innocent, you mean? Like, that they just were lucky and they didn't actually do it. (laughs) Take them at their word. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, okay. you can tell by the second cough that it is so <laughs> obvious that they are so cheating. Like, that's just not possible. I mean, I'll go with you well, down this road. If according you to Sky News, uh, says that criminal defense solicitor Rona Friedman, who is now representing the Ingrams, says new analysis incorporating technological advances cast doubt on the safety of their convictions and that it is now possible to identify coughs made by Wittick at moments that weren't significant to Charles Ingram getting the correct answers, as well as coughs made by other members in the audience. Their legal team also says that new investigation into the case also shows that the integrity of the audio evidence of coughing given to the jury at the trial may have been compromised. Then... They go on to say the plan for which they were convicted involved Wittick coughing when the correct answer was read out loud. Simple enough, but it's it also relied on trusting completely or knowing for certain that Wittick had gotten it right. This is another part of the case that the Ingrams lawyers take issue with, saying that the plan would have centered on, quote, total faith that Wittick's answers were infallible. As at every stage of the Charles Ingram's appearance, a, a wrong answer meant elimination and the loss of tens of thousands of pounds. So it's what they s- believe that. Uh, OK, so this is what the defense lawyers are saying, right? That it's putting into question like Wittick has to they're, they're putting all of their faith in this one guy, right? Then I started reading. So I was like, okay, that to me makes sense. Like, would, would anyone really put their faith on just one guy? Um, I don't know. But then I started reading, finding some articles where they believe that Tequin was conversing with oh, another wannabe contestant that was sitting beside him about the answers. Mm. So it's possible that he was double checking or straight up just stealing the answers from this guy tom who was sitting next to him who apparently actually knew the answers and should have been the guy up there because he was getting them right and and the ingrams did maintain their innocence like they still do to this day so and people do cough (laughs) (laughs) but i for one after reviewing the tapes it seems pretty clear that they're guilty but but can i throw one more person out to put on the board yeah yeah the game creators yeah because should they have seen this coming yeah shouldn't they have been smarter isn't their job to make a foolproof uh game show yeah and were they underestimating, you know, they created this monster that people were obsessed with and they sort of were profiting off of um, society's desire to have um, a big payday. Yeah. And so when people got out of control, it's like, well, you created this thing. Yeah, there's like a bit of sensationalism. It's like, why is the prize a million dollars? If it was $20,000, then, you know, everyone (laughs) would take a chill pill and just... (laughs) It's true. And even down to the design of the game, it's like, it's so engaging, so addictive. It's so dramatic. And they wanted people. It was, you know, must-see TV. And Yeah, so I don't know. I think we just have to sort of acknowledge that they yeah. created this beast and it was only a matter of time before someone tried to cheat it. But here's my question. So here's my big question. Should 
can should and can someone go to jail for cheating on a game. But it's also like, where is the line? Because it wasn't cheating for them to build this machine and practice so that they could get into the hot seat. But obviously the coughing is cheating. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, to me, with the McMillions, that was such a huge conspiracy that I think the right thing happened where the guy at the top who's profiting off of all these people and actually doing quite a bit of harm uh, ends up going to jail. And then everyone else is kind of given a slap on the wrist and in some cases had their lives ruined because of, um, you know, different things in their lives that fell out because of this. And that's what I think happened to the Ingrams is that they got, they didn't serve any prison time, but their lives were essentially ruined. Like he lost his job Um, in the TV show. It's portrayed like that everyone um, was harassing them anytime they would see the family. Everyone would start coughing. They had to like pull their kids out of school. (laughs) That's a good troll though. Yeah, it is. It is. But anyway, so I think to me, that is the justice that they got is they made a really stupid decision and they got justice was served. I think it would have felt extreme for them to go to jail. Well, at the alarmist, someone does have to go to jail. So let's get to um, if there's not anything else. Actually, I do want to put one last thing up and it's bad acting (laughs) Um, because he's. Oh, look, let's let's be real. He's an army major, not an actor. OK, he didn't he's not trained in acting. And if you watch the videos, it's really embarrassing. Um, and 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 also uh, Diana was not a very good actress as well. Mm-mm. So maybe we should implement um, maybe those theater classes in school are important. <laughs> I have another something to put on the board, if if you'll allow. Yes, please. The host, Chris Tarrant. Oh. And the only reason I would say so is because I feel like he knew pretty early on. Like, he he was sort of prodding Charles um, early. Why did you guess that? It seems unreasonable. Like, he was like... I don't get what your line of logic is, like why you arrive at these things. And so I think he was really suspicious. And so he could have acted on that suspicion and pulled the plug. Yeah, but Chris uh, claimed that he didn't uh, realize or hear any coughing. He didn't realize that uh, Charles was cheating. Oh, he, he did? And yes, he, he was the last one. He even went to the dressing room afterwards because the producers were like, this, there's something fishy about that. Go and drink champagne and see, you know, see what's up. And he goes to the dressing room, has champagne with Diane and Charles and comes out saying, I don't know, they seem like two people who just won a million dollars. Well, that's interesting. He's, that's, so he's way more aloof than he is. He comes off on the show, I guess. But a- as an actor or as a host, it kind of makes sense. You're thinking about really getting the show like moving the show along you're not really concerned with the things that are going around you Mm. like there's a lot on your plate so i can totally see how the host might not really take note of it while it's happening okay or he may have sort of suspected and not cared also maybe he didn't think it was that big of a deal or he liked these people and thought hey if you game the system you deserve to get the million dollars Okay. So, well, let's put him on the board and we'll strike him off accordingly. Okay, so sh- <laughs> shall we hear what's let's on the board? It. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Who wants to be a millionaire cheating scandal? Charles Ingram, 
Adrian Pollock, who's his brother, Diana Ingram, Greed, Fandom. We didn't say this, but Tequin. Tequin Wittick. Oh, yeah. Tequin's got to go up there. He's up there. Um, the Consortium, uh, led by Patty Spooner. Uh, <laughs> the Game Creators, Bad Acting, or the host, Chris Tarrant, which I guess we'll just take off. Yeah, right we'll now. take him off first. That's good. There's always It's always good to have something you're going to take off quickly. Makes you feel good. It's like striking that thing off the to-do list, like sh- when you write shower mm. or <laughs> eat lunch. You know, on your to-do list. Let, yeah. me, see, let me check my to-do list to see if I've up. Oh, I haven't crossed off shower yet. Okay. <laughs> you actually have to shower to cross it off, Chris. I know. Um, uh, I was going to say we could take off Adrian, the brother. I think we can take him off. And I also think we can take Tequin off because while he was the one helping them cheat, he, he was not as far as we know, the mastermind. He also wasn't the one who stood to gain a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And and that to me is so troublesome. Because how does someone who doesn't have that much to gain, like agree to it? Well, did that ever come out? I don't think they ever really. No, and and that's, that's a problem. That's a problem with society. You can't just agree to help people cheat. I, (laughs) I know. I also (laughs) think we could take off the show creators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we could take off the, the consortium. What do you think? I think so, because there's no direct ties that we know of. We know that they had were aware of each other, but we, we couldn't quite pin it on them. Jeez, these names are flying off the board. Yeah. Okay. So all we have left is Ingram, the Ingrams, Charles and Diana, uh, separate. Um, greed, fandom, and bad acting. Uh, yeah, I mean, bad acting was at play here, but (laughs) the fact that he didn't take acting classes, um, I don't think is to blame, right? I mean, it would have helped. It would have helped. Yeah. But I mean, if we're, we're sort of like not coming down one way or another on if cheating is bad, right? So I guess bad acting could have helped them be better cheaters, which maybe would not have helped them avoid the alarmist jail time, if that makes sense. Right. Because if they were better cheaters, it didn't matter. They were still cheaters. And so I would still have a problem with them. They would have a problem with that. But maybe they wouldn't have been found out so quickly. Right. So I think, so we've got Charles, we've got Diana, we've got greed and we've got fandom. And uh, I mean, Tequin is off the board, but I'm mad at him. Um, just for, for not thinking it through. Well, he could um, get the big slap. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. True. Now, we, I okay. think here the decision really is, are we going literal or are we going big picture? And there's something to, in me that doesn't really want to send the Ingrams to jail. Like, I, I don't necessarily want them to serve time. Although time. it bothers me that they're still pl- saying that they're innocent. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's irksome. I I understand where you're going, right? But I also think that if you cheat, you are making a choice <laughs> to mm-hmm. cheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. It you don't just fall into cheating like, oh, sorry, I cheated by mistake. No one cheats by mistake. 
I do think greed plays a major part in it because had he just gotten the 64,000, I'm not saying that would have been right, um, but he could have um, just paid off his debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can take fandom out. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, but greed is, it's like what you were talking about, Amanda. It's like that get rich quick. It's like, why didn't he pay off his debt like normal people and I think who have debt? There's something, too, about, that I like about putting greed, the idea of greed in the alarmist jail, because um, I think that the game creators and the game itself represents a certain, like, th- those. that's a greedy move, too, is just to sort of create, like, a quiz show you know, that is encouraging people to be greedy and try and get rich quick. And, um, well, it's encouraging people to learn. So that's not bad. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, it's like trivia. it's not really learning. I mean, that's sort of a very specific skill set. It's not, right. it's not really a deep understanding. It's sort of a very, not to, you know, I, I know there's probably a lot of people right. who like trivia who also like the alarmist. So not to insult any of our listeners, but <laughs> it's not quite, I, I think it's kind of less educational maybe than it seems. It, it's, it's true. And also a key component of the game is this idea of risking where you're at now in order right. to if you want more, it's like, yes, there's that always is greed that plays on greed. Right. Exactly. Like part of the, like the DNA of the game is to sort of like make people more greedy, I would say, which is, I think, I mean, maybe that's, yeah. that's a, a, I mean, I'm being a bit, bit of black and white character, no, but it's kind of designed there, to but. torture the people playing it. Cause they're yeah. making you choose impossible, make impossible choices. Right, and, and, and it's like, and it is predatory yeah, in a way, and also, you know, coming off of the um, tales of the 2008 financial crisis, I've got Gabby in my ear talking about the American dream over here, uh-huh. and it's very sort of, um, even though this was the UK, I think you know it's mm-hmm. still a similar thing of someone wanting to get an opportunity, and it's like you, it's basically like telling. The contestant, like, we know you want more, you greedy little skunk. Oh, it's gross. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're not going to be satisfied with 32,000. Like, you're going to want 64. And then you're going to want 125. And you you're going to lose it. Skunk. And I'm going to take it away from you. Exactly. You're going to cry. So gr- greed is sort of built into the game in a way. And I think that it's it's worth consi- taking a long look at greed. Okay. Well, I, I kind of have an idea. Okay. I think... Uh, why don't? What do you think about sending greed to jail and giving Charles and Diana the big slap? So I, I like it. I'm down. Okay, then it's settled. Charles and Diana Ingram, you're getting the big slap. Greed, you're going to the alarmist jail. And now each one of our listeners will receive a million dollars. Check your email. Wait, wait, wait. Can we afford that, guys? Yeah. Oh, we're making so much money. You're oh, on okay, this podcast. Cool. Okay. A million I downloads? Really... I mean, you know we get paid $5 per download, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that fact. After the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire scandal, people over the years have questioned Charles and Diana's guilt. Guardian writer John Ronson, a journalist who covered the trial, came out in 2006 saying he had doubts about their guilty verdicts. 
After the trial, the Ingrams appeared on shows like Wife Swap and Hell's Kitchen. And according to an article in Vice, in 2003, Charles took part in an episode of This Morning, where he underwent regression therapy and, quote, revealed that in a past life, he was called David Huggett and was an officer instrumental in Britain's victory during World War I. The Ingrams still protest their innocence to this day. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to be talking about the failed Antarctica expedition of Robert Falcon Scott. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 